Christian, my friend, how are you doing today? It's funny because this is the first episode after our teeth episode, and literally not two days after that did my daughter's molars start to come in. <laughs> and it's like those little crayons just heard us, you know? They were rumbling below. They were the waiting for their intro music. Us. Yeah, basically, they were waiting for it. And so... <laughs> welcome to the next episode of Lower Molars. And, and so... I am very lucky in that um, our um, child's reaction to teething has been overall very good, um, mm -hmm. which is good. But it's just funny. She started to maybe like not eat as much and started to get like a little fussier. You could see the drooling, the nasal discharge, that type of thing. And then sure enough, we're brushing her teeth one night and we just you know look in and then sure enough there are two of them just those lower molars that are in there and i start wow. laughing and my wife is like <laughs> why like why are you laughing like our daughter is teething and whatever and i'm like we just talked about this <laughs> and and so like i'm all excited and of course that is not helpful uh, <laughs> when your child is fussing and teething um, so naturally I kind of geeked out about it and then my wife quickly brought me back to reality to back to fathering, but, uh, but yeah. tears streaming down your daughter's face, but it's so cool. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's amazing because, you know, when I think back to myself being a child, I don't remember my teeth coming in, obviously, you know, I, I don't remember at any point my teeth coming in. I remember losing my baby teeth. I certainly remember kind of playing with a baby tooth, but I never remember them coming in. So I'm curious, Christian, does your, does your daughter, like, does she know what's going on? Does she know how weird it is that a bone is just sprouting out of her gums? I don't think so. I think it's just the like reaction of, you know, oh, something doesn't feel good. Um, and, and that type of thing. I don't, it's funny, I don't know that I recognized her having a conscious, like, realization that they're like, these are eating devices, mm, um, you know, mm. or, or like, this is what I use to chew or bite things, because um, she just kind of did it um, right, in that right. standpoint. It's obviously instinctual in some fashion, um, but no, I don't think there's really a conscious kind of understanding of that nor is there is there really a way to describe that like i know we were just talking and and we were saying like nowhere else in the body really do we just all of a sudden sprout these things <laughs> you know like or lose other things like imagine if you just lost a finger you know and it needed replacement or like like it was just normal to pop out your eyeball and put it under the pillow for the tooth fairy you know that's horrifying and i'm sorry to give all of our listeners that idea as they listen to this over their morning bagel but like why is it that we can just take our like dental pulp out of our head and put it under our pillow and we're like oh the pretty fairy will come and get it see now i'm just picturing like you with a string around your eyeball attached to the doorknob <laughs> oh and you're just like <laughs> And you're just like, and you're just like, yeah. If I do this, then I'll get two dollars from mom, and then my adult eyeball will grow in. Or like a kid at school, and they're just like waiting for their adult fingers to grow in, but they can't learn to write because they're just like waiting for their ad like. Why is it that we think that that is just so normal for something to just plop out of your skull, and then like a new one grows, and somehow you come up a couple of bucks ahead? Like yeah, I don't exactly. 
It's an yeah. investment strategy. When That's you... totally uh, like an older brother power move as well. You know, like, yeah, yeah, no, you know about your teeth that come out. Trust me, if you tie a rope around your pinky toe, trust me, you'll get so much money from the toe fairy. If you think the teeth are worth a lot, the tooth fairy is cheap. You want the finger fairy. Mommy, look, Tyler, what have you done to your brother? <laughs> oh, don't worry, Mom. He said it'll grow back. He said my <laughs> adult one will grow in just after. Oh, explain that one to the doctor when you go. You're like, so, okay. Can you sew my kid's finger back on? So his older brother told him there was a finger fairy <laughs> and that if he tied it to a doorknob and then. You know how it is. Yeah, typical. you know, like, yeah, trying to normalize it like it's a thing that happens. It is not a thing that happens. <laughs> and also, we should just clarify. Uh, we are not uh, condoning or uh, proposing that anybody try this with their younger siblings. So don't try this at home. Ideally. Um, right, ideally. Uh, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Why is it so normal for teeth? Yeah. And speaking of petty pranks that one might uh, one might pull on their little brother. Have you heard about what uh, this whole Cristiano Ronaldo situation this week? So I know he is going to Man City, so I know that that is the case. Oh, excuse mm. me, sorry, Man, Man United, excuse me, sorry, so, Man United. So, my friend, well, you would have listened probably, if you had listened to, um, you know, any kind of soccer news show three days ago, they would have led with, Cristiano Ronaldo is moving to Manchester City, only to be followed two days later by, surprise, Cristiano Ronaldo is actually moving to Manchester United. So um, for those of, of you who aren't familiar, I think a lot of people know about Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a very famous soccer player. He's a striker, one of the best pure goal scorers uh, in the history of the game. So he uh, started a, a big part of his career at Manchester United. Um, most recently, uh, he's been playing with Juventus. So <clears throat> Manchester City is competing with PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, for the Champions League this year, along with a few other teams, Chelsea, and maybe to a lesser extent, United. Um, so they've been looking to, to sign a big striker. They were going after Harry Kane uh, unsuccessfully. And so in an attempt to get uh, a different striker, they went after Ronaldo. So uh, they went they went uh, to try to pay a ridiculous amount of money to Juventus, whereupon United got word of their crosstown rival trying to sign one of their historical club legends. Now, United had absolutely no intention of signing Ronaldo. They had no intention of even signing a striker this window. But you can't let your rival get one over on you. So what did they do? They signed Ronaldo. I would love to be so rich that I can spend hundreds of millions of pounds just out of petty spite so that my rival can't get what they want. What a what a world to live in. My God. I'm not even mad about it. Like I am I am here for the petty. Um, <laughs> like I am I am here for it. I am here full Tom Petty and the heartbreak. Like I am here for it. <laughs> you won't back down. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I will not back down. I will stand my ground. Um it, because you're right, it does kind of just bring to light the kind of ridiculousness of of sport in some cases, you know, where we see these gargantuan contracts with teams and all this type of stuff. And like you said, there is literally no reason. I mean, obviously still a very good soccer player. So I think if you had the chance to all things being equal sign Ronaldo or not, you're probably going to pick sign him, right? He's probably an upgrade for the most part on just about any striker out there. I, I mean, soccer aficionados, I know will debate all day, but I mean, in terms of, that being said, but yeah, if you're kind of just doing it so that another team can't do it, um, 
Yeah, that's just that's 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 pettiness to another level. But like I said, I am here for it. I am as here neither, for it as a, as as somebody yeah. who in the in the soccer world is just uh, I am just an agent of chaos. Um, <laughs> you know, I am I am here for it. Yeah, you know what? I'm a hundred percent with you. As neither a city or nor United fan. Yeah, let's let's watch this pettiness and hopefully neither of them win because wouldn't it be so great? Anyway, what do you think, my friend? Shall we get this episode started? Yeah, let's load it up. Uh, From Ontario to New York, let's cut the pork. This is the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Christian, and welcome to another week uh, where Christian and I will talk about all things fatherhood, friendship, veterinary, sports, comedy, everything in between, and we're glad that you're joining us for another week. We'd like to extend some thanks, as always, to the people that allow this podcast to happen. Producer Ryan, thank you for everything that you do. Michael Spicer of Michael Spicer Music, check him out. And the vet cartoonist, Vishal Murthy, for those incredible illustrations. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, we would like to thank our wonderful and beautiful wives and daughters who allow this to happen every single week. Christian, my friend, we've got a pretty exciting episode this week. This might be, and I don't want to like build things to, to, uh, to a place where we can't meet up to those expectations, but I would go so far as to say that this is our most exciting episode that we have had in, mm, we're on what, episode 24? I'm going to say the last like 22 episodes. What would you say about that? Oh, I was going to make the comment that this is going to be like a two for one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like a little bit of bonus. You know, it's going to be so good. It's like some of those original classic episodes of Twin Peaks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're wondering, um, as Chris just might have all of a sudden dropped a hint there, um, the exciting news in the world of dad jokers is that my wife and I are going to be expecting again this fall, um, but not just one, we will be expecting two babies. And so my wife... Oh my God. So my wife is, is pregnant with twins um due later this year um and now we've known this for a little while now we've been waiting for you know some hurdles and some announcements to happen but yes we are incredibly excited um anxious overwhelmed uh you know everything all the emotions start to finish but um no everybody is doing everybody's doing uh well right now and uh and yeah we are very very excited but yes we will be having uh, twins. And so I will, uh, just back up and kind of start from the beginning. Good for um, you, by the way. Can I just say Christian? I mean, <laughs> good for well, my wife. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's oh not... yeah. 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 I mean, good, good, good on you both. I mean, holy Hannah. I, I just briefly listeners, I just want to say Christian shared with me the news that he was expecting another child. Um, and naturally he and I, as you know, and as you've joined us for the last 24 episodes. Um, we're going through this fatherhood thing together, you know, and we're learning together. Um, and so Christian said, you know, uh, I'm expecting another child. And that was one of the <clears throat> most incredible pieces of news I'd heard in the last uh, six months or so. I mean, it was amazing. We're going through this adventure again. Um, and then he said, I'm not having one. I'm having two. And my first reaction was congratulations. And my second was, 
you're fucked, man. <laughs> I actually think the way that I broke, I think I said that I was expecting, we were expecting, and then I think I sent you the gif of um, Dwight Schrute on The Office saying, I love me, I love finding me a good set yes! of twins yes. uh, when they're in the restaurant. Um, so I think that was um, how I did that because I know you're an office aficionado like me. But I'll go back and kind of start from the beginning. Uh, when uh, uh, a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. Uh, no. Um, so my wife. Wait, finish and- that. I don't. Where are you going with that? I don't know. Oh, a stork brings them a baby. It's really not oh, as wonderful. exciting as oh. you think it is. Yeah. Um, but my so my wife and I did um, for actually our daughter, who is now almost two and a half, and our twins who are on the way, um, did have to go through um, fertility services in order to um, have children. Um, and so that went for a variety of, you know, tests and, and um, you know, medications Spoiler, and that type of thing. It worked. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I guess I said the ending first. Yeah, so it's the the pick your own adventure at this point is kind of useless. But um, so, and that being said, um, for our first daughter, um, I say in the grand scheme of things, it was very easy. Um, It was basically just a series of uh, oral medications my wife had to take in order to get her um, ovulating properly, basically cycling properly uh, long enough for. uh, for fertilization. But this time around, um, it was much, much more complicated. Um, and so we had been trying for our second child for some time. And so then had to kind of up our, um, up our game a little bit in terms of, um, different, uh, procedures, tests, um, injections and that type of thing. So I'll pause and just say to my wife, for all that you had to go through um, in order to be able to do this and are now currently going through, um, it is a, uh, a a pedestal to which I could not compare. Um, and so I thank you for doing all of that because now uh, she will bring us two more wonderful children. Um, I guess I'm assuming they're wonderful. That might be a little bit uh, conceited <laughs> of me, but yet. I have don't, no idea. Aren't, like, aren't twins, aren't you supposed to maybe have like an evil one in there? Like, wouldn't that be considered a win if you had one like, you know, Superman, but every Superman needs like their villain, you know? So like you could have those two. Isn't that how, they, that's how we bring balance to the force, right? Like exactly. there's, a, there's always a Jedi exactly. and a Sith involved. So, oh my gosh, Halloween costume idea, marking it down. Um, <laughs> But that being said, when we were kind of getting towards the end of our um, fertility journey, um, they do always have to tell you um, that when you are going through fertility, there is always a small chance of multiple pregnancies. That's just kind of the way that it is, because, of course, you're not going to try to limit yourself in the number of eggs or or anything like that in that scenario, because really what you're shooting for is, you know, Uh, We try to get as many as we can in there so we can ideally get one, right? That works out. So they do say, yeah, you know, so we went in and we had, this is the second time we'd gone through this. And so they're like, you know, there is about a 3% chance of, of multiple pregnancies. And we were like, yeah, we know, you know, we know. And so, um, it was a, a Saturday. Uh, I don't remember the day specifically, but it was a Saturday. And I remember I was having a particularly bad day at work um, when my wife called me and said, hey, I'm in the parking lot. I need you to come outside. And um, that's when she told me that uh, she was pregnant, um, which was fantastic. And so then 
we had to go through. Uh, but that was just kind of the pee on the stick part, right? Like that wasn't the 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 whole uh, nine yards yet. And so because we were going through fertility services, you have many more ultrasounds earlier on, just to make sure, obviously, that everything holds the way that it is supposed to. Um, so we actually had our um, kind of confirmatory ultrasound to look at the geste gestational sacs on April Fool's Day. So that just goes <laughs> to show um, how much okay. time has passed since then. But so we're in there. And of course, my wife and I being veterinarians, we read ultrasounds. So and having been through this once before, we knew what our little daughter looked at five to seven weeks old or of gestation uh, the first time around. And so they're doing the ultrasound and they're like, yep, you know, great. There, there looks like one is looking good. You know, I see the gestational sac and my wife and I look at each other because we don't see one, we see two. <laughs> and we look at each other with this look of just like, and we look at each other and kind of do this kind of like eyes wide, like nod, like there's two. And then just as that's happening, the uh, ultras, um, ultrasound nurse kind of just grabs the screen and kind of just tilts it towards her a little bit and kind of, <laughs> you know, furrows her brow and is looking. And she's like, everything's fine. Don't worry. Um, but there's not one. There's two. <laughs> and so we burst out laughing. And we, as you as you would right? as, yeah. because how do how does one react to this um and so we uncomfortably laughed for probably the next 15 minutes like to the point where the poor nurse is very uncomfortable now and she's like just making comments that are just like so a little bit of shock there huh and we're just like yeah i mean it's obviously not what we expected and uh <clears throat> And so it's just funny that that's obviously how, uh, you know, how it ends up. So there are no, um, there are twins on my father-in-law's side. Um, so my wife's father does have twins in his family somewhere. But other than that, no other twins. So um, everybody's been asking us, oh, does, you know, do, uh, do twins run in the family? And my response is, no, but fertility drugs do. And <laughs> um, and so that's where we've kind of just been uh, figuring things out from there. So it's wow. been uh, it's been a bit of a wild ride. Everybody's doing well. Um, my wife is doing well. Um, but uh, yeah, going to be a big life change, which I'm sure we'll talk about in uh, in in many uh, upcoming episodes. Yeah. So. Thanks. Uh, thanks for giving this podcast like a solid, <clears throat> I'm going to say like 60 episodes of new material just from this alone. Yeah, we've we, we've renewed for at least the second and third season <laughs> um, just because, yeah, now that the writers have the direction for where the, the script is going to go for the next ones. Um, yeah, the only thing I can probably promise for the future episodes is that there's going to be a lot more background screaming involved. So <laughs> I know Ryan has, uh, producer Ryan has been keeping the, uh, the audio on lock for the most part, but uh, he's going to have some challenges to how he's going to uh be able to get the uh the background screaming out of the uh <laughs> out, out of the future episodes but uh well, but he can uh, do it speaking of that i um i think there's one other little tidbit that uh that i might have accidentally spoiled here earlier um <clears throat> so christian you and i were both absolutely blessed with one of the most wonderful things in the world which was a baby girl you know absolutely wonderful and beautiful um, we of course both have wives and so with wives and, uh, and a daughter, you know, we're the, <clears throat> we're the sole, um, gentlemen in our, uh, in our households. 
So Christian, you know, having twins, uh, I would imagine, given what you were describing there biologically, uh, I understand the likelihood would be that these are fraternal twins rather than identical twins, right? Correct. So the um, they are what are called uh, die-die twins, meaning they have their own placentas and they have things die, it's die something like, die something right. i don't know what i don't know what the actual terms are die as in like two right die like, as like in two body, right? yes yeah, die yeah, as yeah. in two yes good good distinction um and so they have their own uh separate placentas and and all of that type of stuff um and so yes the the likelihood of them being fraternal is very high i guess there is a very very small chance that they still could be identical right. um and but that is impossible to tell um at this point and so um yeah we'll just take it as gun but the likelihood was yeah. going is is obviously fraternal twins so so then with you having fraternal twins you know there's essentially you get you roll the dice on each of them whether they might be a boy or a girl i, I guess i should say flip the coin rather than roll the dice sure um I'm picturing so, a Punnett square, you know, just uh, <laughs> yeah, going back to our yeah. genetics days. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, you were you were blessed with a girl as your first child. Um, and then you uh, you flipped the coin two more times. And uh, what uh, what side did each of them come up? Um, so I didn't know this at the time, but it turns out the coin was the one that Two-Face uses in Batman. So it's head <laughs> on both sides. Um, so I ended up with two more girls. Oh my God. So Christian, you are going to be the sole man in a household of five individuals. Five I'm the sole man. Yes, I'm going to be the, well, I have my dog. Um, so I do have my dog. <laughs> true, so true. Parker and I can hold down the fort um, and, you know, talk about power tools and cars and things of that nature. But yeah. It's funny that Sam and Dave sang about being the sole man, because, of course, they were a duo, very much not a sole man. So it's very odd that way. You know what? I'm right now years old when now my mind is like, whoa. <laughs> well, they actually, I think, famously hated each other. So maybe the whole song was just like a masked reference to like, I'm a sole man and I don't want to perform with you yeah. anymore. Yeah. I, as we I, rocket I, up the charts together. It, it was just about how much they wanted to be by themselves. <laughs> um, so, yes, we found out. Uh, we So we were not going to find out the gender of our second child, um, we decided to be surprised with our first child um, in terms of what the gender would be. But then when we found out that we were having twins, um, the kind of uh, urge to be able to prepare <laughs> appropriately um, yeah. came in. And so we we decided that we wanted to find out. All and, bets are off at that point. Right. And so what we did was is we went to the anatomy ultrasound and had the, um, excuse me, the uh, ultrasound technician, you know, find out the gender, um, but like, put you know, put it in an envelope kind of thing. And so um, we actually had our daughter announce it to us. So there were two boxes, um, <laughs> oh, each shit. of which had a balloon in it, pink or blue. Uh, and so then, uh, our daughter got to open each individual box, um, mm. while wearing her big sister t-shirt. So she got nice. to, to do nice. that. And so she got to open them up. And so the first one opens and, uh, and I see a pink balloon and I'm like, okay, statistically that makes sense. You know, yeah. if you have twins, <laughs> I feel like the most likely is going to be one of each. Um, 
and uh and so in that type of scenario so um and then of course that second pink balloon came out and i and i think i just kind of smiled and looked down and then i looked up at my wife who of course is teary-eyed with joy and i think she kind of just looks at me with this like face of just like pure joy and just goes i am so sorry (laughs) and i was just like no it's gonna be great it's gonna be great um it's funny because i don't think when my daughter was born, my first daughter, it's weird for me to even say that sentence out loud, my first daughter, um, you know, instinctively I was in my mind, I was like, well, I feel like I'll be better with a son just being a male. I feel like instinctively I might know better. I mean, at least in my mind, that logic made sense. You know, first time sure, dad, absolutely. I was like, if it's a boy, at least maybe I got some, you know, some yeah, knowledge makes in, sense. in there somewhere. It makes sense to me too. I mean, I think we talked about this in a previous episode. It's not at all that we would have preferred a boy or preferred a girl. We're absolutely right. thrilled and Correct. blessed with either because they're both wonderful on their own. It's just being a, a boy yourself, you know, you you might feel like you know what they want more, which as a baby is not true at all. I mean, a baby's a baby, but you know, maybe true when they come, you know, become eight, 10, 14, 18 years old. I mean, who knows? Um, but you know, very much now, the only thing that you have experience with is being a girl dad. Right. So you're like an expert girl dad, right? Well, experts, uh, (laughs) you're you're an intermediate girl dad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and now, now I'm just picturing, you know, like when you play a video game and you like go up a level and you start as like novice <laughs> yeah. and then you're like intermediate and like that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Um, but there are certainly days where I want to set my difficulty to easy mode on this that thing. But yeah. You want to just put in the cheat code and just when <laughs> yeah. you just turn it down. Um, that reminds me of when we used to play MLB The Show when we were in vet school <laughs> and there was that cheat that just like every time you touch the ball, it was a home run. And so we do it just there and bunt and we would hit home runs just while bunting. Um but anyway, but like you said, now that I – all I know is being a father of a daughter, now instinctively, I don't know if it makes me more calm because everyone's like, oh, the hormones in that house are going to be off the chart. And I'm just like, yeah, but like not right away. Yeah, not for a solid like, you know, 10 plus years for sure. So to me – and I would be uh, very interested to know if there are any other uh, dads or folks out there who have twins. To me, twin boys sounds like the worst. Mm. Like I'm just picturing like the classic movie twins that are the twin boys that are just breaking everything. And like, you know, just being the most destructive, like the parents pulling their hair out. Whereas to me, like the twin girls are much calmer. At least, like I said, as toddlers. I'm talking as toddlers specific here. Um, so that's kind of where I like went because I was like in my mind, you know, my wife was like, well, what would you like if you had your pick? What would you want? And I said, I have I have no I have no pick. I was like, but if I had to like think about it instinctively, twin boys sounds the most terrifying. Yeah, um, it's funny. At you know, the we start anyway. Do like a little investigative journalism piece on this. I, I feel like if you go back and look at every movie from like, 1970 onward if there's a set of child twins and they're trouble i'm pretty confident that it's two males i i I would guess i i mean i guess it depends you know do you consider like Lindsay lohan and the parent trap you know they're kind of mischievous i know that's one person Mm, and they're playing twins but they're still playing you know on it um what are like the creepy girl twins in the hallway 
uh, that are like, you want to come and play? Uh, the Olsen twins? No. Uh, oh, no. Oh, the yeah. Shining? No. Is that the, the Shining? Shining? The Shining. The yeah. Shining. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, the Olsen twins are probably, God, they have to be the most famous twin girls, I would think. Okay, I've just been proven wrong in the span of about 12 seconds. Okay. So <laughs> I think I, I'm going to have to retract that because, yes, clearly there's a lot of mischievous girl twins out there as well. Um, but, but no, you're right. I think just from a pure kind of like child destructive, like breaking things, running around, stressing out the parents. I feel like instinctively most people equate that with boys because I feel like <laughs> yeah. boys are a little bit more rambunctious. But then, of course, then they get to be preteens and then I'm basically going to have – Th- uh, three girls within basically three years chronologically. So I'm going to have three under three and I'm going to have three between oh, 10 and 13 and I'm going to have three between 12 and 15 and three between 17 and 19 or 17 Holy and 20. Shit. So Listen, this is one of those things that like the more we talk about it, it doesn't, it, I don't get more used to it. You know, <laughs> like the more we talk about it. It's just the I more just, things that can go wrong. Yeah, you're like, you know. I'm going to have three girls under three. And it's like, oh, I think my heart just dropped into my thigh there. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be thinking about you every day, Christian. Well, I, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be we were talking a little bit before we kind of turned the microphones on. Well, I guess the microphones are already on. We could hear each other before we hit record. Um, and we were just kind of talking about things that you, you know that they exist. You know that they happen, but they don't necessarily ever, it never hits your brain that they're going to happen to you. Mm. And so, you know, that people have twins, you know, there are twins that exist. Um, we have very close friends of ours that have twin girls. I was like, you know, it's a thing Um, until the doctor sitting across the table from you then tells you, congratulations, you're having twins, you know, and then all of a sudden your just entire perspective is completely different because you're like, huh. It's like an out of body experience, because if it's something that only happens to other people and it's happened to you for a brief moment, like you must stop and look at yourself and be like, well, this is obviously happening to someone else. And I'm watching this on TV because this isn't real. Well, and the fact that it happened to us on April Fool's Day, like we we still bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Like we that's when we learned of it. Like and of course, at a fertility clinic, you know, with with many women and couples and things of that nature that are going through some very hard times, you know, trying to to start a family or continue a family. Um, you know, obviously that type of joke is clearly not it is would be at the poorest of tastes um <laughs> in that standpoint you so you found that out the hard way though i'm sure yes um <laughs> and but so then just to kind of figure it out so it was it was a lot of uncomfortable laughter uh mixed with a little bit of joy um and then i just remember we got back in the car and then the f bombs just started like it was just like it was just one of those that we just literally just kind of looked at each other and went fuck because we were just because like your whole existence then becomes different right uh like it was one of those where um you know we had discussed the possibility of my wife going to part-time once our second child was born we discussed that potentially you know our daughter uh, currently, by that point, would probably be around three, so a little more self-sufficient, but still obviously then with a newborn, essentially, at home. 
um, you know, could we do that with a sitter and uh, my mother-in-law who has been a saint from the start but then once twins hit then my wife was like well now it's decided like i right like i right there's there's no way that we can just leave anybody at home with an almost three-year-old and then two like you know twin essentially newborns right yeah um you know and, and that type of thing so it's you know all of a sudden your entire life scope just changes immediately because uh, not that we uh, have anything you know specifically planned you know where we're like okay we're gonna do you know this this and this or whatever but you gotta have a general idea of preparedness and then and then that curveball just gets thrown right at you <laughs> and it's a swing and a miss <laughs> you know strike three uh so um and then of course and then you just hit the reset button and you say okay so what are we gonna do and then you yeah. just and you and you build from there so um I know we'll get into that a little bit more in the next segment because um, because we're doing a, a, a segments about twins. We had to do two segments about twins. I mean, I feel like that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. Um, so we'll come back in uh, in in a few minutes here on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast and keep going, Chris. I know you got a bunch of questions, which I'll try and uh, answer yes. to the best of my knowledge. And we also have some fun twin related recurring segments. So um, we'll be back in just a minute here on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. That's Chris. I'm Christian. Make sure you hit us up, um, dadjokeloadingpodcast at gmail.com, at loadingdad on Twitter, and dadjokeloadingpodcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear uh, from any and all of you about your twin stories. Um, if any of you have twins out there, we'd love to hear your experiences about all things fun, stressful, beautiful, and otherwise. Um, so we'd love to hear about all that. But we'll be right back on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast in just a minute. Hi, I'm sound designer and composer Michael Spicer, and I want to help you with the audio in your podcast. Do you need theme music or background music in a specific genre? We've got 8-Bit. Orchestral. Or just chill. Visit michaelspicermusic.com and contact me. All my social media stuff's there too, so you know, whatever you want. Goodbye. Welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast, a very, very special edition as we discuss our great friend and my co-host Christian uh, his new adventure into the world uh, as he embarks on the journey of having twins. Unbelievable. So, Christian, I thought in honor of this as sports fans, you know, we recently had our baseball preview episode. Um, you know, I think it would be only appropriate to talk about the only players that have not only played for the Blue Jays and for the Cleveland Indians, Guardians, I guess historically the Indians, now soon to be the Guardians, uh, and also the Twins. The Minnesota mm. Twins. So, Christian, this one's going to be short and sweet here, okay? I've got okay. seven standout players that, in my mind, play wow. substantially for all seven teams. Uh, seven? Sorry, <clears throat> all three teams. Yeah. There's wow, probably okay. like 10 more players that, you know, like tossed one inning, you know, for one okay, of those sure. teams. And I, I haven't included those. So, first off, 
There is only one player in history that has played over a hundred games for all three teams. Do you know who that might be? A hundred games for all three teams. As a as a batter, obviously. Um, I I honestly uh, I I do not know. This is a tough one, but it is Otis Nixon. Very oh. distinguished Otis Nixon, yeah. Okay. So uh, Otis Nixon played for a total of 11 major league teams. So, you know, he was bound to play for all of those. At some point, he played for, for Cleveland from 84 to 87, played for the Jays for two seasons, 96 and 97, so when we were kids, um, and then played for Minnesota late in his career, uh, shortly after the Jays in 1998. But nonetheless, still played over 100 games for Minnesota. So he uh, he's the only one to crack the bell and play over a hundred with each team. Now, sort of follow up with a bit more of a famous player. There's only one player who has pitched over a hundred innings for all three teams. So this player, I'll give you a hint, pitched almost 400 innings for the Blue Jays and about 140 for Cleveland. Um, definitely known more as a Jays player and came over um, already fairly famous and left fairly famous. Also a very famous twin. Pitcher, 90s. That's all I'm going to tell you. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Jack Morris. Boom! You got it. Man, well done. Jack Morris. Very, very good, Christian. Four-time World Series champion. Five-time All-Star. World Series MVP. Um, That is right. Jack Morris. So he pitched 240 innings for Minnesota, 390 for the Jays, and 140 for Cleveland. Now, lastly, I'm going to ask <clears throat> who is the only player? This one's going to be impossible. So maybe I shouldn't even ask it, but I'll answer the question as I go. Who is the only player in major league history to have only played for those three teams? So they only played for the Jays, the Cleveland and Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to have no idea. That is Ken Schramm, believe it or not. Um, yeah, surprise huh. me. I, I, in baseball, you know, it's fairly common, especially for relievers to kind of, um, you know, play a little bit with a, a whole lot of teams. Sure. Um, so, you know, I was so surprised that that would be a player who, um, who has only played for those three teams and he did so, uh, pitching a grand total of over 800 innings. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So then I'm going to, I'm just going to finish by three players that you'd be extremely surpri- surprised to know played for all three teams. Dave Winfield. 220 with Minnesota, 150 with Jay, with the Jays, and 46 with Cleveland. Josh Donaldson. I, I knew Do- I knew Josh, Josh Donaldson, Donaldson um, and the only reason because I remember that is there was the trade to the Indians, um, and obviously his historic Jays run, and now with the yes. Twins. So that is one I did know, but that was probably the only one I knew. Well, on top of nailing Jack Morris, I'm already pretty impressed. And the last uh, sort of famous one I'll mention is Pat Borders. Kind of cheating because he only played 20 games for Minnesota, but over 700 with the Jays and over 100 with Cleveland. Um, Shout out to Marty Cordova, who uh, not so much on our teams, only 60 games with Toronto, 120 with Cleveland, but he uh, played 628 games, uh, a legend in Minnesota Twins history. So uh, yeah, there you have it. Why, what else are we going to talk about on this podcast uh, when one of us is having twins other than baseball? Naturally. Um, since clearly that's the most important thing in the world. I so, did have multiple people tell me that like now my new favorite baseball team has to be the twins. <laughs> um, and so I feel like at some point I will probably get a twins jersey um, that says 
something witty on it um, <laughs> on the Naturally. back, you know, whether it's girl dad. I'm tired. Or something. if Uh, i look like i'm dead just poke me i'm sleeping (laughs) i'm gonna guess that's one of those jokes christian that like is kind of funny the first time you hear it and now you're just really really tired of it oh you should get her twins jersey (laughs) oh i thought you meant the like oh you must be so tired and i'm just like i'm tired already (laughs) like (laughs) Uh, well, Kirsten, that leads us well into sort of our next topic, which is really just an extension, a continuation of the topic we've already been talking about. We could argue is... it's not any better or worse than the first segment. It's just it's <laughs> the same. You know, it comes at the same time, you know, maybe just slightly after the first segment. But I, we don't love the first segment any more than we do the second one. It's just I'm just practicing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're very similar and equally. Important. We love them both the same we <laughs> weren't necessarily expecting one of them one of them was a surprise i suppose but we love them both just the same well that is a perfect segue into my very first question here christian so i've just got a series of questions to kind of touch on some things that we didn't have an opportunity to touch on in the first segment and my first is um you had alluded to um the gender reveal that you did with with your daughter um so my first question christian is how does your daughter feel about all this? Yeah, that's a good question. And my daughter does know that, you know, mommy, you know, has another baby. We, you know, she will still say, you know, oh, mommy has two babies and like point at my wife's, um, you know, at my wife's stomach and, and okay. that type of so thing. So there's a, there's a so, conceptualization of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't, I, I do not think she understands with any real significance that that means like two additional humans are invading her space. <laughs> um, you know, so she is um, very much in the realm of uh, the honeymoon period right now. I've been like, Oh my God, this is so great. You know, mommy has two babies. Um, and then they're going to come and take up a lot of her time and resources that otherwise could have been spent with my current daughter um and i so i think she's gonna get a bit of a rude awakening uh Mm. when that comes in um so it'll be i think the initial um not shock i think that adjustment period i guess might be a little bit um for her um Mm. which will be uh, interesting to navigate but then i also think that um i think she's gonna end up being a really good big sister so Mm. um i think just once she kind of gets over the hump of which i think would probably happen if you're an older sibling that then you know you have a younger sibling and now there's someone else to share the attention and all you know what i mean i'm sure there's a little bit of not resentment but kind of like oh all these toys used to be mine and oh mom and dad used to spend all this time with me and now there's another you know um i'm sure that happens all the time but um so i'm sure once that kind of period gets over um, my wife and I always joke that now she has kind of two minions that she's going to be able to use <laughs> to just like do her bidding. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, so, I mean, she has a little bit of a conceptualization, but I don't think she understands the true kind of gravity of it all. If, if I may ask the difficult question, kind of like extending on from what you've been saying there, um, <clears throat> are there any worries in your mind about how you're going to maintain you know, how do I say this? How do I say this the right way? Sort of maintaining your um, activity level with your current daughter 
like showing, like being engaged with her, you know, I'm just kind of thinking of the math here, right? You know, you have, there's two of you, there's you and your wife, um, and you had one daughter and you have, if you were to have one other kid, well, you're golden, you each take one. Or if you don't already have a kid and you have twins, well, you're golden, you each take one. But how, have you given some thought to how, how you're best going to accomplish, you know, still, you know, making sure that your daughter knows she's loved and still has your attention while also having so much additional work with these two additional humans. I put some thought into it, but then that's mostly then just quickly um, brought on just overwhelming fear. And so then I stopped <laughs> thinking about it. Um, sorry, sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to bring that one up. No, um, no, I tease a little bit, but uh, no, it's a really good question. And I mean, honestly, I have no idea. Um, and I think, what my wife Write and I to have us at dad joke loading podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, seriously. Um, I, but I think what my wife and I have kind of at least kind of thought through right away is just, well, when the twins are born, you know, they are not going to be mobile, you know, so at least when, you know, they are either sleeping or down or, you know, in a bassinet or something like that, we're still going to be able to interact with our daughter, you know, a little bit, or at least, you know, and I'm saying this hypothetically, again, I have no idea, you know, if the twins are down or at least kind of stationary for the time being and my wife or I can sit with them while the other one is doing something, you know, with our other daughter, you know, that is kind of the idea or plan. Once they all start to become mobile, though, I I have no idea because then we're outnumbered, right? Then we're outnumbered and there's, you know three pairs of legs that can run in three different directions. And we're just going to have to pick which two we love the most. And the one we hope doesn't get <laughs> lost. Right. Like, um, so, uh, I, I Do fully not take them to the grand Canyon. <laughs> I fully I understand why people put leashes on their kids now, because <laughs> right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to be that dog walker that gets like tripped up in all the leashes because all the dogs are running everywhere. Like that's going to be me. Um, just trying to like not lose them. Um, and, and that type of thing. So, um, I mean, yeah, honestly, I, uh, Chris, I, I honestly have no idea other than yeah. it just, just trying to make sure that we are as intentional about it as possible. Right. Well, buddy, you and I are going to figure this out together. I promise. We'll, we'll sit here. We'll talk about it every single week and you'll be like, well, you know what didn't work this week is this. And you know what did I, work is this. And we're I will be able to tell you a lot of, ever. a lot of failures um, and just be <laughs> like, Hey, so, yeah, don't try this. Sounds good. <laughs> don't do it, though. Here's why. Yeah, I thought from all of my, like, you know, grade four math textbooks, I always thought if you put two smaller kids on one side of the teeter-totter and one larger kid on the other side of the teeter-totter, they would balance. But it turns out that they just end up fighting each other. So I have a question for you then, Christian. <clears throat> when uh, when we're talking about having three kids and, you know, obviously I had known that you and, and your wife were trying, you know, I'd wanted to have another child and that was always part of your family plan. Um, awkward question, but was part of your family plan ever to have three kids? Was that something that, that you guys had ever thought about and had you ever wanted to have three or more children? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's something that my wife and I joke about all the time because initially when we started talking about the idea of having a family, my wife always wanted four kids. She always mm. wanted a big family. Um, I don't know that I necessarily had a number in mind, 
But my joke and my compromise to her was, let's start with one. Right. And see how that goes. Right. You know, it's obviously, now I'm sure there are quadruplets out there, but clearly you don't go from zero to four um, very often. Um, so I was like, let's let's start with one. And so the ha, 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 that was the joke. And, you know, and so then we did. And so then when we decided, you know, I think, you know, it's time that we might consider having another kid. We kind of re-break, we bring this whole conversation back in. And then my joke was, well, let's, let's start with two and, you know, right. go from one to two. And so then my wife uh, in her uh, hilarious nature kind of smirks at me and just says, well, I always wanted more than two. So I got what I wanted. Um, <laughs> and because um, she went straight for three, my, for those people who know my wife, or I'm sure I've heard her uh, described on this podcast. She's a very driven individual. She's a very determined individual. And so it makes perfect sense that when I say, hey, let's start with two kids and see how that goes, she goes, nah, <laughs> and just goes straight to three. Um, so um, so in that standpoint, I feel like we probably would have ended up with three overall. This is certainly not the way we anticipated it. But if I had it the way I wanted in my brain, we probably would have done it the more traditional route and gone from one, then to two, then to three. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. Potato, potato. So, yeah. Um, and in fairness, not <clears throat> not like you could really plan for it. You know, as with so many things that you and I discover through the course of our lives and as we experience with you, the listener on this podcast, we, um, you know, life kind of happens to you in a lot of ways. You know, you plan as best as you can, but really life is more about responding to the things that happen rather than creating things, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, and this I is mean, a wonderful surprise. Like this is a totally right. Like this is a, um, and I think we, I talked about it on a previous episode, which is just, you know, when we decided not to find out the, the gender of our first child, you know, it's kind of one of those life's good surprises, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, in that standpoint. So this is one of those kind of, uh, you know, wonderful uh, kind of miraculous surprises that life throws at you, which are, Fewer and far between, it seems these days. Um, so it's kind, of, but uh, one that still makes you poop your pants, nonetheless, um, <laughs> in 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 its own way. Um, yeah. But uh, so the yeah, number two, as it were. Ah, nice. Um, so yeah, I, I think I was smart. I wore my brown pants. Um, <laughs> if I can quote Deadpool, but um, yeah, I think we probably ended like I think we had kind of settled on three kids overall, but just not. Mm. Uh, not the route we had anticipated. Right. So do you, Christian, then, you know, and again, I'm sorry to ask you so many difficult questions. We we started out this podcast like 22 episodes or 24 episodes ago with, uh, you know, some slightly more, uh, you know, more emotional conversation before turning things a little bit more lighthearted. So I'm going to ask you a, a bit more of a, a deeper question here, and I'm sorry for it. But, you know, we had talked about uh, having girls and having boys and everything in the previous segment. So um, if this is your, if this is, you know, as far as, you know, as of now, as far as your family plan takes you, as far as children goes, um, is there any piece of you that, that misses the opportunity to raise a boy? Is that something that you think about? Yeah, it is something that I've thought about and something that my wife and I have talked about. And honestly, the answer is no. Like, mm. I don't think that I am... Like like you said, if this is if this is it, 
um, so to speak. And I only end up being a father of three girls. Um, I say only. That makes it sound like, you know, like if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly if, if, if I don't have the opportunity to raise a son, I, I honestly don't think I will be disappointed. And mm. and I say that only now. Um, because for a couple of reasons, and I think on a much earlier episode, um, I, I referenced a couple of uh, friends of mine uh, who have daughters of their own. Uh, their names are Jeremy and Glenn, and they each have two daughters of their own. And um, watching them raise their daughters and be girl dads and the relationships that they've had with them um, and I've had the the pleasure of also getting to know and be really a part of their families um, over time. It, it made me realize that, you know, that not having a son or, you know, being a girl dad full time, so to speak, um, you know, was going to be great. And, and then also then having my daughter um, and kind of going through what I know so far um, about being a, a father to her. Um, that has only then solidified that. And so now knowing, not that I ever thought I wouldn't have joy raise, in raising a girl, of course, that's not what I'm trying to imply, but with all of the experiences and everything that I've been able to go through and just the overwhelming joy that she brings me every single day, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. Um, yeah. And now the one thing that was kind of like a bit of a mind blow um, that, my, that my wife had mentioned to me um, was that assuming, um, like you said, assuming that, that this is it, so to speak or whatever, that, uh, my last name, uh, ends with my daughters potentially. Hmm. Right. Right. So like my, not that my family lineage is over. But you, you have a brother, no? Right. I do. Uh, I, I have a brother. Um, now he does not have any children. Um, whether he decides to do so or not, I, I think remains to be Still seen. Still up in the air. Um, right. But, um, but at this point, kind of the, uh, the, the last name line potentially ends with me, um, which is kind of one of those kind of like, huh, yeah, kind of moments that I hadn't really uh, considered because. Now that's, I mean, who knows? Maybe one of my daughters decides to have kids and they keep their mother's last name, maybe. I mean, like, you know, that type of thing. I don't know. Um, but um, in that standpoint, it was just one of those kind of just like, you know, moments that you were like, oh my gosh, I was today yeah. years old when I thought about that. Not those, that I really care mind. one way or sure, the other, sure, but sure. just one of those that you like, you know, think about like, surprise. right. Like, yeah. oh, the so-and-so, the third of his name, you know, in like the like, <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones book or whatever. But um yeah. But yeah, it was something huh. I hadn't considered until my wife had kind of like, you know, kind of just been like, oh, do you realize this? And I was like, well, I do now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Well, speaking of things that kind of make you go, huh, I didn't even think about that. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I didn't even really think about until I was doing a little bit of reading is the way that you have to like buy and prepare, you know, that the, the way that you prepare for twins in terms of what you need to get ready is different. Um, so Christian, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a call back to like our third episode or something where you relayed your birth story to me and you described, uh, installing your car seat the morning that your wife was going into labor basically. Um, so having learned from that, 
Um, do you now have to install like two car seats now? What kind of stroller game are you looking at? I was reading one article that said, don't buy two of everything. But then I'm thinking like, well, how do you not buy two of everything? What, uh, how, uh, how are you preparing there, my friend? Yeah. Um, buying a lot in bulk. Uh, no. Um, I, I think it's funny because when you think about all of these things um, that you have to kind of prepare for. So I'll say, for example, like the one we thought about that just kind of came, you mentioned car seat. Well, you would think that might mean my daughter is, will be, you know, two and a half ish, you know, between two and a half, three years old when, um, when her sisters are born. Um, but if it was just one, you know, by the time, you know, one kid grows out of one thing, you can just transition them into the other. The other one we thought about was a high chair. I mean, those things aren't mm. cheap, you know, like right. if you want a like a, a, a decently sturdy high chair or whatever, um, they're not cheap. But but now we do need two of them. So when my daughter now would, in theory, have maybe grown out of it by the time her sister was going to be in a high chair. Well, now I need two, though. Right. Right. Like now I need um, now I need two cribs. Now yeah. I need two car seats. So while I'm not necessarily buying two of everything, I'm buying another one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because even though my daughter might be out of her crib by the time her her sisters are, you know, transitioning into a crib, I'm still going to need two. Right. So, right? Um and so of all those things. So yeah, we basically are kind of preparing to maybe not buy two of everything, but have two of everything. Right. Um because you have to. Um, yeah. So in that standpoint, and I think like I remember one of the episodes, we ended a segment where we were just like, man, there's just so much fucking stuff. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about one kid. Um, yeah, and now, yeah, we and now I'm going to have two newborns and a three-year-old or three yeah. under three. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, there's going to be a what? whole lot of stuff. You're, you're in a very unique situation here. So, you know, I'm thinking if, if, if you, if you have three kids, one at a time, right? If you have them largely as soon as possible, you know, for the most part, you know, they might be, if one is zero, you know, one might be like one, one and a half, and then the next might be three or so, maybe even a little bit older. So kind of by that point, the oldest might be kind of on their way to doing a fair bit of walking for the most part, you know, um, and then you can rock the double stroller. But you, my friend, are going to have three kids at stroller age all at the same time. So what uh, what's your game plan there? I got to ask. Yeah, so I, Hummer has actually come out with a really nice stroller. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Had me go in there for a second. You're like, I was like, wow. You're no like, way. wow, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's got these huge wheels. It's super tall. It's terrible <laughs> for the environment. Like, it's yeah, somehow it's needlessly gas powered. Yes, like, yeah. Every button. You it press has two on. mufflers on it for some reason. Um, um, yeah, full disclosure. Um, I don't think we've really had much of a stroller conversation yet. Um, yeah, we, low on the priority list. <laughs> no, no, we definitely. do know we do know that we're obviously going to need the double stroller, um, and we've actually looked into and actually uh, we referenced our trip to Disney World in a few episodes recently. We actually stopped several people because they actually had different mechanisms by which they attach little like 
standing apparatuses or like skateboard type things onto the back of strollers so like their toddler could stand and hold onto the stroller while kind of being like style right exactly um and so we've seen a few of those um in that standpoint but i i I can't imagine we're going to be able to do anything other than like the double stroller and another stroller like i don't think we're ever like like i don't think there's ever the you know, the three and one, or maybe we start yeah. going vertical, you know, maybe we just start just, like, you know, double decker <laughs> yeah, bussing it. Yeah. We start other. just double decker bussing it. Um, the two but, kids in the overcoat basically. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like that type of thing. Or it's like a rowing team, you know, like a banana boat going down the, going down the road. Hey, it's if they like can propel themselves, the I mean, heck that makes it easier. So <laughs> your eldest at the front, pull, pull, pull. With just these two newborns who are just doing nothing. And, you know, <laughs> Well, my friend, I think, you know, you and I are going to have many, many, I was going to say weeks, but then I stopped myself to say months. And then I was going to stop myself again to say no years of talking about the fact that uh, you're having twins and all of the um, beautiful joys and challenges that uh, come up every, uh, every week, every day for that matter. So I think, why don't we, uh, why don't we call it there for now for the heavy talk and we'll revisit this in a future episode. Um, before we go to break, Christian, I wanted to uh, bring in one more little sports thing just to keep your spirits light, my friend. Sure. And that's to remind you of all of the incredible, uh, twins who have played in the NHL together. Okay. Now, there's one that I think we all have in our minds, which might be the most famous twins of all time. We'll save those for the end. So we'll start with Peter and Chris Ferraro. Uh, what's it, what's it, interesting about the Ferraro brothers is that they played on the same team three different times. They played on the Penguins together, played in the New York Rangers together, and they played on Team USA together, mm. which is pretty cool. Imagine representing your country alongside your twin. Pretty incredible. Next is a really, really unique one because, um, you know, we imagine a lot of twins being fairly similar to each other, maybe even playing on the same line, as we'll see in a moment. But Joel and Henrik Lundqvist are very unique in that one was a skater and the other was a goalkeeper, which is really, really unique and has not been mimicked by any other twins in NHL history. Uh, Henrik, of course, recently retiring after an esteemed, easily Hall of Fame 15-year NHL career. Um, Joel having a little bit less of a notable career, but did play professional hockey until he was, I believe, something like 38. So good for him. Next up is Ron and Rich Sutter. So the Sutters, uh, the Sutter family is probably the most famous family in hockey history. I believe they have nine different members of the of their family who's made the NHL, but mixed in there, two of them were twins. Ron and Rich Sutter also played on the same team at one point, played on the Flyers. But that pales in comparison to number one on our list, which is two twins who not only played on the same team, but played on the same team for their entire careers, played on the same line for their entire careers, were famous for their preternatural ability to find each other and play together and absolutely raise each other's game. Something, a a set of twins that I honestly do not believe we will ever see anything like that again in pro sports in our lifetimes, which is how cool this is. And that is Henrik and Daniel Sedin being drafted second and third overall by the Vancouver Canucks, going on to play over a thousand games with the Canucks um, each and uh, retiring together and 
fairly confident that they'll be in the Hall of Fame together uh, as well, which is really just an amazing thing. Um, lastly, I just, these are not hockey players, but it's my segment and I'm going to do what I want. And I think <laughs> it's super cool. And that is the tennis twins, Bob and Mike Ryan. But what's so cool about that is that's not like any other set of twins in pro sports. It's not like two football players, not like two basketball players. It's not even like two hockey players because they are the whole team, you know, like they are twins and they are, they are teammates together and only together. Um, and in a sport like doubles tennis, where you just have to know your partner so well, um, I think that is really cool. So Christian, a bright future for your twins uh, that you are about to have in the world of pro sports. So well, if they end up happen. being, uh, you know, doubles tennis partners and have Hall of Fame careers and win 20 grand slams, I'll be OK with that. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, let's take a break there and we'll be right back in a minute. Welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast, Twins Edition. And as we've been uh, theming throughout the entire episode, um, as I embark on this journey of having twins of my own, um, it, it would go without saying if we didn't do our final recurring segment, also twin-related. And so Chris brought to the show... Uh, you know, athletes um, who had either played on sports teams named the Twins and then our favorite teams and also hockey. Um, but I uh, put together a list of famous, uh, famous celebrities who I did not know were twins or had a twin. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to bring up, I believe I have seven or eight here and I'll go through them um, quickly here. Um, okay. But uh, the first one, and so some of them you might not know you would know the person based on the character they play, but maybe not the actual name themselves. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Um, but the first one is actually Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher has a twin. So Ashton wow. Kutcher has a twin brother, Michael. Um, now, the reason you might not know this as much is because Michael actually has um, cerebral palsy. Um, and so it was cerebral palsy and actually required um, multiple organ transplants. Um, and so is now a big um, advocate of that type of, uh, you know, health and donation, all of that type of thing. But obviously looks substantially different than Ashton Kutcher. And so uh, most people do not know that he has um, that he has a twin. Uh, hmm. Next up on the list, Sean Ashmore. Um, who you might know as uh, he was in the X-Men movies playing Iceman. Oh, Iceman. Okay. Yeah, Iceman. So Iceman. So Iceman has a twin brother, Aaron. Uh, next on the list, we have Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel so has a twin. So Vin wow. Diesel, given name Mark Sinclair, has a twin brother, Paul Sinclair. Um, Giselle Bunchen famous model Tom wife Brady's to Tom wife. Brady wow. wife, has a twin sister, Patricia and wow. Patricia is now her um, manager and logistics coordinator, but like, do me a favor and Google Patricia Bunchen. I mean, they're I mean, twins. Right I mean, what else? Are they they could right? easily, they could easily have both been models. I mean, I'm sure she's, um, you know, made a good career for herself, but I mean, Wow, they do look extremely similar, don't they? Right, they I, look, I guess they're not identical twins, but they do look extremely similar. Right. They look extremely similar to the point where you're just like, yeah, they're both models. 
Yeah. Um, wow. So there's that one. Um, next one on the list here is Willow Shields. Now, you might not know the name, but Willow Shields was Primrose Everdeen in the Hunger Games movie. Oh, so, the Hunger Games. So yeah, Katniss's Primrose, younger yeah. sibling, you know, uh, yep. who was originally picked and then volunteers tribute the whole bit, has a twin sister named Autumn. Um, next on the list is Aaron Carter of the Backstreet Boys. Aaron <laughs> Carter has here. a twin sister named Angel. Um, Eva Green, we, uh, actress Eva Green, um, who people might know, actually played one of the Bond girls in one of the Daniel Craig versions of mm. of, uh, of of that. Um, Scarlett Johansson. So Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson has a twin. Has a twin brother wow. named Hunter. Wow. Um, which I thought was uh, very interesting. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland has a twin. Um, he, he has a wow. twin sister named Rachel. Hmm. Um, and then the last one I have on the list, which I think is a really neat one, is Laverne Cox. Now, Laverne Cox, uh, people who might know uh, from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Now, Laverne Cox is transgender and has an identical brother named Lamar and Mm -hmm. so um actually on the show and I having never watched the show I only found this out via the interweb um when they do flashbacks because on the show her character is also transgender um on the show when they do flashbacks they use her brother as the actor for the flashback to when she was in fact a man Get out um, of here. Because they wow, are, that's because, fascinating. Because they are identical twins. That is a really twins. interesting story. Christian. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea either. Um, I knew who Laverne Cox, as I say, was. That I've, I'm killing her prematurely. Uh, like, I knew who, I know who that is. I know the show, but that was about the extent of it. But yeah, she has an identical brother, Lamar, um, and they use him on the show in a, in a various uh, periods of ways. So um so yeah that was just like a a fun list as i was just kind of scrolling through websites of people you didn't know had a twin um to to do that so um look at that christian your daughters will be in such good company yeah they're gonna be either uh in a boy band um in a show about (laughs) prison um they're gonna be on a show named punked maybe (laughs) nine terrible movies about muscle cars um (laughs) Maybe, a, maybe I love I absolutely love just the stark contrast between first of all the name Vin Diesel and the name Mark Sinclair and I can just picture his brother Paul Sinclair going sorry Mark what what are you calling yourself now Vin Diesel All right I'm I'm going to stick with Paul if you're okay with that actually <laughs> I what I'm picturing now is just well, that's probably the other way around too, right? Because I'm sure now Paul Sinclair is just like, no, that's my brother. And like, you know, like he used to be Mark Sinclair and they're like, they're like, no, that's Vin Diesel. And he's just like, ah, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> trying to get into the movie premiere of F9 or whatever. <laughs> Do you think they got all sure, their names sure. just looking across the keyboard? Like they just went F1, F2, F3. <laughs> The next, the next one's just instead of a name, it's just going to be like the little microphone Backspace. symbol with a hash through it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the twelfth edition of the Fast and Furious franchise, Numlock. <laughs> but the movies and the titles are that dumb that people who like that would go see it. 
They'd be like, yeah. oh, man, <laughs> do you see Numlock Drox at theaters on Friday? Like, they'd do it. Well, as we've established in a previous episode, I guess I'm just going to have to add Numlock to my Fast and Furious marathons right at the end. <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, right at it's the end. It's going to be a Mavis Beacon ty- uh, typing typing lesson for two hours <laughs> mavis beacon you are you're aging yourself there so. <laughs> i know i know oh my god i was thinking the other day about you probably took this in in uh elementary school or high school like computer class yeah and you remember in typing microsoft class. word having to like learn all of the different you remember the like word effects where you'd right click and there'd be like that colorful little eight bit confetti that would go across yeah the ones that were called red ants and black ants and they were just like those little hyphens that would go yep. around Oh my goodness. Those yeah, I don't days. know why I thought about that, but uh yeah, that's a solid couple of decades ago now. Jeez. Well, Chris, I think as the Dad Joke Loading podcast, we would be remiss if we didn't have an episode without some dad jokes. <laughs> so, <laughs> why do you say we close it off with just a little bit of laughter um and maybe a little bit of groaning too. Well, we'll laugh, other people will roll their eyes. Um right. but what do you say we just tell a couple of dad jokes to close us out? I'm in, my friend. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? All right. Hey, Christian, you heard about my uh, my friend. Uh, she had twins, actually. Yeah, their names are Amal and Juan. Amal and Juan are identical twins. But, you know, their mom only carries one baby photo in her wallet. Because if you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> hey, um, have you heard the new chant about NASCAR? Mm, no, I don't think so. Oh, it's it's pretty good, actually. I'll tell you, too. It's... What do we want? Race car sounds. And when do we want it? Now. (laughs) (sighs) That one's all in the delivery. Hey, Christian, why does Spider-Man hate driving with his evil twin? I'm not sure. You know, he's a really bad parallel parker. Ooh. (laughs) You know, um... I actually kind of got some bad news recently, and my doctor actually told me uh, that I was colorblind. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know. Yeah, that news came right out of the purple. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, this is the last one I've got, but it genuinely made made me laugh. As a prof- as Senior Chang would say in community, that one made me snuff, yo. Um, I've been cheating on my girlfriend with her twin. But, you know, it's okay because I can tell them apart. Yeah. Um, Brian has a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll close us out with one last joke here. Um, Do you want to hear a joke about potassium? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. doing what are we doing all right well let's get out of here this has been another episode of the dad joke loading podcast i'm christian that's chris we've had a lot of fun hanging out with you again this week um and kind of starting this new kind of journey uh of the podcast as we embark uh into the realm of uh, of me having twins um and twins on the way so more to come there um but uh, all that being said we would be remiss if we did not thank the people that make this possible um, our wives and daughters, most importantly, you, the listeners as well, for hanging with us every single week. Producer Ryan for putting up with our shenanigans. Vishal Murthy, the vet cartoonist for all our image and branding. And Michael Spicer Music, Michael Spicer Composer. Check him out. Um, so make sure you hit up the show. 
at jokeloadingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear all your stories about uh, fatherhood, uh, growing up, uh, now obviously twins. We want to hear all about that. Um, dad joke loading podcast on Instagram and of course at loading dad on Twitter. Uh, but Chris, another good episode. Um, I had so much fun hanging out with you this week. Um, but I do have one more final question for you, if I may. Mm, please. What do you call a nervous javelin thrower? I don't know. What do you call a nervous javelin thrower? Shakespeare. <laughs> this has been another great episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Bye.